Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Pardon Will Podcast. This is episode 47, um, and i got a wonderful guest uh, coming on tonight. But before I get started, um, I wanted to do a thing where I started doing um, like a, a charity uh, for the month. So this month's charity is actually the same as last month's, but I started it a little bit late. Um, <clears throat> let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, I'm still trying to get better at this. Um, let's, oh man. I appreciate you uh, tuning in. <laughs> anyway, the charity this month is um, LucasFun.com. And uh, Lucas is a, a, a friend of mine who got adopted into a family fr- uh, a family that's um, real close to us. And uh, he's got he's got a few things that he's, he needs for the household, like a ramp to get in. And uh, since they're close friends with us, I know where the money is going and what it's going to. And, and it's a really good cause. And, and so I just wanted to shout them out for uh, my charity of this month. It's lucasfund.com. If you want to give give anything, you can go there and check it out. Um, it's a cool time. But, uh, yeah, and I'll be doing that for the whole month uh, whole month coming up. So um, that's lucasfund.com. Go there and uh, give. But, anyway, I wanted to put that right up at the front because I don't want to wait to the very end, especially in case I forget. And I've been really trying to be diligent about uh, sharing stuff like that and not just trying to sell my t-shirts. Um, but anyway, this week I have a very special guest. He's an artist and an illustrator. I've known him for quite a while. I've actually followed him, um, and, and his work before I ever met him. And then I happened to run into him in San Antonio and, uh, did a few shows with him. And, uh, but so it's going to be a really great conversation. <clears throat> my guest tonight is taco boy himself, Eddie Reyes. Did I say that right, Eddie? Oh, there we go. Yeah, Eddie Rios. Rios. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Rios. I feel like I, I feel like I say extra white though. Like it's an extra white way of saying it. <laughs> it's all fine. It's all good. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm still like I said. This is the video thing's a little bit new, so I'm still struggling, especially with the the screen pull up of, of trying to share my screen. Um, right. I'm sure there's like an easy you know one click thing where you just hit a button on your keyboard. Right. I haven't figured that part out. I'm just flipping through the manual as I'm trying to do it. But anyway, right. man. Thanks for joining me tonight. Um, I've got a few questions, and I just want to talk and pick your brain. But the one I wanted okay. to, to start off, well, I tell you what, do you, do you want to introduce yourself? Do you have anything, artist and illustrator? What else you got going on? Um, yeah, so I pretty much do uh, traditional watercolor, um, also digital. Um, do anything from pop culture, anime, sometimes just random silliness, animals. Yeah, I, I pretty much just try to do stuff that I either love or enjoy seeing. Very cool. Yeah. Actually, the first time I found you was on Instagram. And one of the things that pulled me, because you're really de- like deep into the nerd culture. And I'm just yes. like, I love that stuff. But one of the things that uh, really caught me off guard is because you did it watercolor. And I was like, no one does watercolor. And especially not like <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. And yeah. so um, you, you came out of nowhere for me. I was like, this is awesome. So I followed you. And then I just so, I didn't realize that you lived in San Antonio. And then when we moved to San Antonio, it was... um. It was a cool experience. I ran into you, I think, at like Brick or I don't remember how I got uh, ran into yeah, you doing art shows. Yeah, but it was most likely that. But man, how did you how did you get started? Um, because I have this question because it's a little bit weird for me. And I always look at because you've been doing it for a really long time. And I was like, what what made you go like this is what I want to do? Um, it all had a start since when I was eight or around there, uh, whatever second age I was at second grade. Um, I pretty much got inspired by a substitute teacher for that day we were drawing. And I drew, a, I think, a dragon in a night. And um, she said it looked good and I should 
continued drawing. So then I started making like these little small little cartoons. Um, and around that time, Street Sharks and Ninja Turtle were popular. So I started like making my own kind of the in-between like Street Sharks and Ninja Turtle kind of type thing. And so I was like making comic books of this like and i still remember it and i and i think i told myself i want to i know the what the characters look like back then so i want to draw them but as my own skill now to see yeah. what it would look like but it was pretty much like this uh ramble rabbit kind of looking guy like shirt off bullets running all across yeah, yeah. uh machine heavy and then the other guy was a fish um but i think that one came from from street sharks he had a drill on his nose and so he was like more of the techie guy <clears throat> kind of thing were you, were you um, a you were a teenage mutant ninja turtle kid growing up yeah yeah i was yeah me too though i think that might have been my own that might have been the 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 cartoon for me um i don't i got into a little bit of the other stuff but really if i think back like it was pretty much all even my toys man that was like all my toys it was just ninja yeah. turtles um, yeah. I, I never really went anywhere else. Like I have friends who are really into um, Masters of the Universe, and since that was a reboot here recently, it's like, oh, it's like nostalgia. I was like, I never watched yeah. that as a kid, and, and a lot of those cartoons. And then I think, I don't know how old you are, but I was too old um, for Power Rangers when they came out. I think I'm oh, too too old, whatever. But yeah. I missed it. Like I was, I was just, a, I just was right over the peak. So I never was a Power Rangers kid. It was just Ninja Turtles, man, and. I don't remember having much else other than like X-Men. Um, and yeah, the, uh, might've been it. I'm trying to think of my Saturday mornings. Do you remember your Saturday mornings growing up? Yeah. I remember Saturday mornings. It, to me, it was Power Rangers. So it was Power Rangers. Um, yeah. I think the level as that I remember vividly was uh, Ninja Turtles. And I think Batman around that time, because I was born in 87. So okay, yeah, um, Batman and then Power Rangers came in. And I remember collecting pretty much, anything I tried to get what my mom was able to afford or family was able to afford during yeah. that time. Um, but yeah, I remember that was a whole different thing. Then I, then I think I fell in love with big, bad beetleboards and then, okay. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, I guess it, it, it was good. <laughs> it was back then and it kind of stopped. So yeah. orange just kept, just kept going and going. It really, and I think it's like still going. Um, it's still a whole big fan base for that. Beetleboards, man. I think I think instead of, I went for I went I leaned towards the Transformer route. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's where I end up going because that majority of my my stuff growing up toys. Oh, and and this is a weird side note, but you have a daughter, so you probably know this. I never paid attention uh, because I don't have kids, and and I never really unless it's like Christmas and I'm buying something for my nieces or something like that. But I right. always forget how stupid expensive toys are, and I have no idea how they get away with that. Like have yeah, I, I'd never like growing up in my twenties. I was like, that's that's like a, it's a it's an action figure. It's probably like what four bucks. Oh, the thing's like yeah. fifteen. And you're like, yeah. why is this? So anyway, yeah. that's a that's a dumb rant. But I realized that the other day we were buying a gift um, for a birthday, and I was looking. I was like, how do parents survive? <laughs> like how yeah, they, exactly. How do they do yeah. this? That'd be and nothing. Then you but... get into video games, and that's just. Yeah, oh, is that better man. though? Because then your credit card's getting racked up on Fortnite skins, and then you're like, "Well, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's just stuck with the action figures." Because I have a, I do have an older son. He's 15. He just turned 15. And he is a gamer. Um, so every now and then he'd be like, "Hey, I, um, he plays Call of Duty." He's like, "Hey, I need a uh, 20 bucks because I want to get this skin, <laughs> or I need to get this gun layout." <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's 
I guess it is kind of the new action figure thing, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Pretty much is. Or the Digital. I guess he's fifteen, so being like the new skateboards or yeah. God, what did I buy when I was fifteen? I don't even remember. I don't really remember much around that time as far as toys. Probably Legos. I think mine was skateboards. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I think mine was Legos. I think that was like a Lego phase I had for a while. Yeah. You know? And those things, we went to a Lego store, and that was ridiculously oh, that's expensive. A whole, yeah. And then <laughs> we went like two weeks ago, weird side ramp. We were going into the mall, and I saw this dad, and they had two giant, like the Lego shop bags. And I was yeah. like, he's loaded like he's yeah. probably driving off in a yeah. tesla or an audi there's no way you're you're going in there and not dropping at least 100 bucks yeah. on a small on like the harry potter train like that that's right. a yeah one. but man that's cool that you started off when you were young i uh i i grew up drawing i think which is kind of weird too i i still have them i made a comic book when i was a kid probably around nine ten years old um, I just started drawing. They weren't any good. I remember it was called Saber Man. Um, and I think I just got the word Saber from Star Wars. And I was like, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I just I just drew like your normal comic book strips. They're terrible. Not very good. But yeah. I still, I for some, that's like the one thing I've collected uh, throughout my life. But I started, but I never really inclined myself to be much of an artist. It wasn't until I got like, like late teens. Actually, no, it would have already been in my 20s I started messing around with art. Um, and I wish I would have uh, nailed something down because I just started with abstracts on, on on cardboards. Did you ever play around with a different medium type and a different theme? Or yeah, I, it went in phases because uh, first it was like pencil, and then I got into black and white ink. I was doing ink, and then um, I went to some color pencils, and then from there, um, I think right out of high school, I was trying to find like that happy medium. I was I was good at just inking stuff, ballpoint or just a felt tip pen. And then I was like, hey, I'm gonna try acrylic. And I was like, yeah, it's it's good. And then I was like, I'm gonna try. I had a phase like for one year. I went from like acrylic to oil. Hated oil. Yeah, I don't and like then oil. I think during that time, I was following. I guess artists online. Um, it must have been either Facebook or MySpace, one of the two. Um, and I think I landed with Alex Party, and he was doing watercolor. And I was like, "Hey, that's pretty cool. I like the way it looks." So let me. Ch the way he was doing it was kind of like the same way I imagine it doing the watercolor first and then ink on top. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So I tried it and I loved it, and I was like, "Oh, cool." So. I have a watercolor palette that's just the generic brand from mm -hmm. Michaels. It's the one I've been using since forever. Yeah, dude. And yeah. and I was like, okay, I can stick this in my backpack. It's not dirty. I don't have to clean up, put all 10, 20 bottles away or 10 or five. I was like, I'm not worried it's going to splash in my backpack or, or anything. And it's just easy to, to take. So it's portable. So then I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. So that's what I end up using a lot. That's actually pretty rad. And not many people know this unless they, they play around with with art <clears throat> but um watercolors no one does it because i mean this is this is for me and you if we were in a closed room i don't think anybody does it because it's super hard um mm -hmm. there's no mis like you you make a mistake it's done you start all over again there's no right. oh i'll just paint over it or i'll move it around or i'll try you really have to make it work for you and your style is a lot different than mine like you're a little bit more precise i'm a little bit more messy with my watercolor um just because i know because i'm just not willing to 
to give up on a page like a page because of mistake. I'm just like, no, I'll I'll work it in somehow. Um, yeah, but I do like I do like how how compact it is. I think that was one of the reasons why I started. Actually, the first time I thought about watercolor, and I, this is kind of why I asked you that because I was wondering. I started like this is acrylic behind me, and I started doing stuff like that, and then I realized that I, on canvases I wanted it to flow a little bit more, so I started actually watering down my acrylics. And then I got to the point where they were just so watery. And then someone was like, have you ever watercolored? And I was like, no, like who watercolors? Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, what am I for? I'm, this is art, yeah. you know, I'm an artist. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, and then I did what you did. I was like, well, I am watering. Let me try some. So I went and got you the generic one. And dude, I still have that. That same generic. Michael's like, here's your here's your colors and play with. Um, yeah. I still have that. I still have most of those uh, watercolors too. But once I felt... Once I found it, I was like, "This just looks different, and it feels different, and right. it's it's a, it's really cool, man." I I enjoy watercolor; um, it's definitely my my favorite. But you've also moved into graphic design too. Um, yeah, I, I got addicted to that, and um, I I still feel there's there's this feeling with watercolor that outperforms doing it digitally. Because okay. um, when I when I do a watercolor, I see it, I'm like, "Man, that looks." I don't know why, but it's just, it looks, it looks amazing. I don't know if it's just like, there's just strokes and yeah. I don't know, maybe just putting down like, Hey, this is like something more robust. Um, but I, I like digital just for the simplicity of it. Um, carrying it around, pop it out. You had a design sketch it, um, work on it on the bed, work on it everywhere. And I think that's why I liked watercolor at, at that point, but then it went to digital. And, and since I'm working in my comic book, I have to know, uh, the mechanics of being a digital artist and and i i love it and right now and i kind of went from photoshop to i i actually use illustrator after high school and then um photoshop and then procreate is what i'm using now oh, very um, cool. yeah yeah and um and i don't know procreate i, I love it it's just simple <coughs> simple simplified version of photoshop i still use photoshop as for heavy lifting but yeah that's where i'm at on that one I might have to, my wife has um, Procreate. She did a lot of photography. And so she had Procreate just to kind of edit photos and stuff. And I've really considered, like, should I try to sit down and do digital? But I'm I'm so handicapped when it comes to doing anything tech. It makes me nervous. And so I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I would, I would, I would highly recommend. I even taught my fiance Procreate. Like she didn't know anything. She did traditional and, and. And she wasn't an avid like artist full time or or part time. She just did as a hobby. And she's like, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna try." And I was just like, "It's easy, like try it." I was like, "I'll buy the iPad. If you don't like it, we return it like yeah, yeah. in a week." You know, I was like, the "Program's only ten bucks, so it's not like we're only gonna lose ten bucks." I told her, "Yeah, yeah, you love it, then you can you can enjoy it." She tried it and she loves it, and she's run with it, and she's actually improved within a year you could see a, a difference from what she was creating her first start to that. But they also have, um, there are certain artists and certain packs out there. that sell like watercolor textures. And I noticed mm -hmm. that I can make it look if, if I did watercolor and like mix media together. And so yeah, yeah. I even got commissioned. Someone's like, Hey, can you do watercolor? But I need it digital. Cause I need a, a PNG file. Got and I was like, yeah, I can do that. So I just did a barn really quick. So I was like, I, I can do it. With that. <laughs> do you think, do you think you're going to move eventually into solely digital and just, um, I feel like aside? right now, 
right now I'm pretty much 98% digital. Oh, wow. Um, the, the 2% is just if I have the time. Uh, I think it's time uh, what it does. And I even bought a new watercolor palette like two months ago and I haven't tried it because I think um, I forgot what happened. I don't know if I if Michael's that I went to ran out and I was like, oh, I'm just going to order something off Amazon that had like 10 extra colors to the little circle thing. So I was like, let me try that. Maybe it can add more hue yeah, yeah. Uh, to my colors. And uh, I haven't even tried it out. And I'm like, oh, I'm itching. But I, m- I might do it um, very soon because we have a art show coming up next Saturday for Disney. Oh, right. So I was like, maybe okay. I'll do something kind of fun and just simple. And that way I can get back into the watercolor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the time part, man, that's the hardest, even me, yeah. like I don't have a ton of responsibilities, but finding the time, it's a pain. And, and I, I can see, and that's kind of the appeal that I have that where I'm like, well, do I want to try digital? Because, um, I can't tell you even, I, I wasn't, I was busy doing other stuff. So every time I take a step back from art, it's, it's kind of like riding a bike, but it, you kind of mm-hmm. have to brush the gears off a little bit when you get back into it <laughs> yeah and so i'm like well i've done this for years I'm, i should be able to do this fine and then i'll start and mess up and be like no i'll just start up which is great for watercolor because it's not very expensive it's not like you yeah you know you're gonna break the bank if you throw a, a paper away but yeah. uh man i went through like four and i just trashed it. i was like this would have been so much easier if i could just erase this little part here and then moved it around yeah. And I'm like, how much time? And then people always ask me, like, how long did that take you to, to make that piece? And I'm like, this piece or the six that I did trying to get here? Because <laughs> yeah. that yeah. that is where all my time is. Is how, how often did I mess up? Especially when it comes to the watercolor, because you always ink them after, right? You ink yours after. You watercolor. And then yeah, I ink my after, yeah. It's the same thing I do for mine. And um, you'll be like, this is great. And it doesn't take much to overshadow just one part. And you're like... Right. And it's ruined. And then yeah. start over again. <laughs> yeah. And then um especially if it bleeds over and you're like, No, that's not what I wanted you to do. <laughs> oh, that's that's the that's the worst. But again, that goes to the impatience thing. And everyone who's not a walkcast no one cares. Yeah. But for me, that's it's good to hear somebody else say stuff like that because you know how many times where I've been like, All right, this is wet but I'm kinda impatient. I just want to ink it now. And then you do it and yeah. it bleeds in the color and you're like Oh, if I would just wait until it was dry. <laughs> yeah. And and so yeah. it's a real pain. I've gotten to the point where I'll have uh, a multiple pieces going at once. So I'll, I'll color and do you know, another layer of color or change something up, sit on the shelf, let it dry, pull one that I've already done, color, start sketching and doing on that. And then kind of rotating them because I get impatient. Plus, if I steal two hours of my time in an evening, um, I kind of have to utilize it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just, all right, there's 30 minutes of color and I got to... I'm gonna wait 20 minutes for it to dry up a little bit. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I, I've got, yeah. I've got this amount of time. I gotta pack as much as I can in. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's cool. Did you when you started doing watercolor? How long did it take for you to to get your bearings where you think you were? You were. Um, it, it, it was messy at first. I'd say I went super abstract. I would just throw random colors and then I'll just do a black drawing, just yeah. like you're painting back there. It was kind of like yeah, that. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well then I'll refine it, and then um i started just combining so so, most of my shading in my watercolor is done by marker not the watercolor Mm. itself is it watercolor markers because i know they have those or is it just marker 
it's a uh, it's just marker prisma marker okay yeah uh, so i use the uh, gray uh warm gray or cool gray depending on what i'm trying to achieve and so i've been using they have like the percentage so i've been using like 30 40 and then sometimes 20 percent hmm. of the hue and then that kind of adds like a gradient of shading and it's weird because when you do it since I'm saying warm gray, it's not I'm putting gray to it. For some reason, when it goes on the watercolor, it kind of changes the hue of the color. So it's not really full gray. It's like an in-between to make it look. If this was red, now it looks like maroon. So then it kind of. Really? So the watercolor still is there. It bleeds in with it. So it, it, just it blends shades. with it. Yeah. So it shades. It shades the watercolor. Man, I gotta write this. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't. I've never messed with markers, so the only way I knew how to shade with watercolor is by going darker in the watercolor. Like exactly. if it's a red, like I was like, well, I just gotta go a little bit darker, and it, you know, if I want it lighter, then obviously you water it down. Black oh yeah, add a little black to it to darken it in a gray. And so I've only done that. I never even thought about using a marker. You might just change the yeah. name for me. Um, appreciate that. Yeah, I got tips for watercolor, uh, especially with. Um, I, I ran into bleeding a lot with mm -hmm. with markers or, or pins. So then I found the perfect one, which is Fabric Castell. Really? Um, they sometimes the page could be wet and it doesn't bleed. And might, there might be like minor bleeding, but it's not like a full bleed. And some sometimes it just goes through it, wow. and the tip lasts for a good while. And they have um, actually like fat markers where usually when I do my bigger stuff, I'll do it with with that. Yeah, yeah, and it works great because if I use Sharpie for some reason, Sharpie, when there's water or if you go over it water, it kind of has like a weird black color. It's yeah. like a black, bluish, or purple. Mm -hmm. It kind of has that weird uh, when you look at it. It's like it's, like, it's just not pitch black. It's like it's some a weird like there's a weird tip. there's a weird yeah. purple in it. When I would ink, when I would do like I needed thick before I even got into markers. I guess I, I'm a little bit uh, behind on everybody, so I actually got India ink. And I would have it in a in a jar. Like I don't remember if we used to do yeah, live yeah. shows, and I would use yeah. different you know thickness of brush, and I would dip it in the ink, right. and that's how I would ink my stuff. Um, because Sharpie never worked because it would bleed and it would be purple, and I just I despised it. I was like I hate that, and so I was like, well, I'm just gonna have to stick with doing. Which it kind of had a cool like retro uh, feeling, like kind of Victorian, like I'm over here with yeah. a quill. Um, which I've done that too. <laughs> that's that's fun. Yeah. I'm terrible at it, but. Um, but that's kind of how it felt like it was a little bit, you know, kind of punk rock. Um, but man, it's not easy and it doesn't make your life easier, um, especially trying to do it on a paintbrush and ink certain things. Sometimes it works. Sometimes you get lucky. The accidental spill and you're like, oh man, I even had one time I had it on top of like the paper canvas and a bloop. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, you knocked it, it over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've had, I've had it where it's dripped down the side. Cause it's normally in a little jar, it, like I'll, oh, yeah. I'll brush it and it dripped down the side. And I don't realize that it put a black ring on the bottom of the jar. Or if it's and not was... dry and you're like drying it and you lift up your hand. And you're oh, like, oh, dang oh, it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, there you go. I have to go over it again. But yeah, I used to use that uh, India ink too, um, uh, for the bigger stuff. Um, I, I still do if I'm yeah. doing something like bigger black, uh, otherwise, if I'm lining, I'm doing the fabric still, um, uh markers or yeah. pins. I use because uh, those don't work. I use the Prisma. Um, that's is it Prisma? I, have to, I can't see it from over here. I didn't pay attention. I got them by I got them from Michaels. I, you said Fabrica? Is that is that a brand? It's a F A B E R C A S T E L L. So it's okay. like Fabric Castell. I, I have no idea how to pronounce that. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. cool. So if that doesn't bleed, man, I'm going to pick some of those up. Um, the pens I have now are not bad. 
um, they, they've worked pretty good. But again, I'm just because I rotate, I never mess with anything that's still wet. Um, just because of the system that I came down with, I was like, I, just, I get impatient. When you, um, <laughs> it's it's easy to be impatient when it comes to doing art stuff like this. And when we used to do, so those listening and watching, back in San Antonio, there used to be, um, this is one of the reasons why I miss San Antonio so much, is the art, uh, not that I despise where I am now, but there's, those who don't know, I live in upstate New York, and I used to live in San Antonio, and the art scenes are completely different. Um, I wasn't sure how different they were till I got up here, and the art scene in San Antonio is so much more vibrant, so much more lively. Um, the community behind it's phenomenal. Once you get to know one person, they introduce you to other artists, and there's constantly events going on. That might have something to do with it not being freezing cold half of the year, but... Um, there's constantly events <laughs> yeah. going on people you used to put together events i would do small events at, at bars would just invite artists out um people were constantly doing stuff like and, yeah. and inviting people out and up here in upstate new york it's not i don't live in the right town for it there's a few of them that are like that but it's it doesn't have the same feel there's not a community really for it or there probably is eddie and they're just not inviting me <laughs> that might be, <laughs> i right. might just not be invited um yeah but yeah, even I, I did an art gallery up here for a little bit and uh, just try to kind of help this, like move it forward. But everything I got from artists that came through, they're like, yeah, there's just no, nowhere to put our stuff up other than like coffee shops. And I'm, and it blew my mind because we, it was just so much fun down in San Antonio. Right. Is it still like that, man? I always like to yeah, have a San Antonio uh, guest on so I can check in on the city. Yeah. So the, the scene's pretty much, it's either as that or it's grown because uh, me and my fiancés are putting we do put on a show um we do pop culture shows and anime so oh, we do this will be our third year for our kaiju anime and then our ghibli studio ghibli um as well so those have been growing and the one we have next saturday is, is disney theme it's our first one so it's like anything disney star wars marvel all that good stuff um, cool. So we're kind of testing to see like how's San Antonio responding, but I feel like San for some reason, and I don't have a reason why, but the anime art scene here in town is the thing that's taken over. Really, and it's it's wow. like any those little art shows that we had at bars are now anime themed. Okay, there's like two of them that run every month or every other. There's one that runs every month, and there's one that runs every other month. Um, and then there's conventions. We only had one anime convention. Now there's like four, I think. Um, and wow. so when we did it, we were trying to do it to kind of have like theme shows because they're just like a blanket like anime. And I was like, okay, well, let's just focus on what I like. So I was like, we do Kaiju and then Fiance like Ghibli. And so I was like, let's just mirror those two in. And then we do love Disney. We love a lot of Disney. And um, we're trying to see how that is. But we're noticing that for this show, since it's our first one, um it's not picking up fast enough as the other two so i'm like i don't know if that's because of the whole anime market here it's is maybe taking over taking over but i was like we'll see next saturday um it, it's a it's more of a fun test run just to have fun but um there are some artists i used to work with and paint way back in the day that are coming back um so very cool hopefully they they come back especially for our next show but we have three of them this year so we'll see how that goes so you have a few artists that come to these shows they they 
uh, just specifically do stuff like that, like pop culture and nerd culture stuff? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible because now there's a lot of artists that travel from Houston to Austin to San Antonio, um, sometimes oh, in awesome. Dallas. Like when we did our our first kaiju um anime event we had over 120 people apply oh wow um and that was the very it was tough and it was kind of it was around covid too so um we had already selected artists and then we had to stop it yeah yeah that's crazy (laughs) and uh but it was crazy because we we had to go through all 120 and only select because it's brick you can't fit 120 artists there so like we had to just mirror it down to 30 but it was hard because there was at least a good 65 to 70 like really strong artists most of them that i never even heard of or seen and i was like and i was talking to my fiance i was like i don't know where these are coming from like i've been i know who's in the scene or what they're doing but i was like maybe my niche is like my community is like smaller and there's like this bigger uh community here in san antonio and there was a lot of artists that i never heard of and when i looked at their instagram i was just like oh they only have 100 followers but i'm like but dang their really art's like good. really really good um and then eventually it's they're just coming out and doing stuff because i had friends leave their work and just do this full time and i was like okay that makes more sense and then with our ghibli one that was probably the most insane applicants we had and i think that one out kaiju we had like it, it was almost close to it was almost close to, it was like 180 and the same thing again like we could only take 30 we did that and but through through the events we started meeting artists from houston and then they introduced us to their community which is pretty much anime too yeah yeah um but i was like oh man their community is also different and cool um and i think is they have more uh, i guess because of the culture there they have more uh japanese uh community and there's more um, and I think that's where it, it feeds into that. There's like more ch- choices of culture yeah, to yeah. choose from. Yeah. Um, so it's cool what they're doing over there too. Um, so it's, it's a little bit different. Um, there is the same community that we've seen. I, I think the one that probably died was bars. Really? I don't, I don't see what we used to see before. Um, the only ones I see is just those anime theme nights and that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, if it keeps break going, doesn't break, it's, yeah, I mean the brick. The brick kind of, I, I miss that place because that place was always doing something, and it was it was a wide range. Like it wasn't just. It's cool to know that they're doing themes now because even back then it was just like here's an art night, here's a night. Uh, and they would do a few things. I remember like the um, they did a, a a paper show, like an art show where they actually just did. It was nothing but paperwork. Paper, yeah, stuff, yeah, and <clears throat> that was always pretty cool. Um, but other than that, that was, there was like a few other places that I knew about a little small gallery starting up. It's cool to hear that you're actually doing, cause I remember the events. It was, it was like, a, it was everything. It was, everything goes, um, from what I remember, um, not everything, but you know, it was a lot of cool, different artists. Everyone had a completely yeah. different style. Um, and we would just yeah. come together and do art shows. And it's cool that I cannot believe there's that many people into that kind of art that make it. I mean, number one like people that are like this when i want to buy but that many people who make a uh, one specific genre of art that it's mind-blowing it also says a lot about how long i've been up here because it, it does like it's insane like um so we thought with disney i was like okay we should be getting like it, it, it was a lot harder like very harder for disney to reach 
the hundreds of applicants. I think for that one, we had weird. And in my mind, I was like, okay, we shouldn't have the issue. And so what, what happened, which is the funny part, the people that did our shows that were anime artists were like, Hey, we wouldn't mind doing that. We don't carry that art, but we can create that art. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, so now I'm forcing them to bend their drum, just, their just, genre, just which do, is fun. Do the anime style, but Disney, like the, yeah, Disney yeah, that's what they're doing. Is that what they're doing? And some yeah, of them are pulling cool. off like amazing pieces. I, that I was just like, oh man, this is cool to see, uh, and that's what we wanted was to go to seeing like these unique artwork that they wouldn't see elsewhere. Yeah, unless they're going to Disney and there's like an art festival over there um and it's and it's harder and i think it was harder when we started walking around conventions and we would majority of the time it was like almost 80 85 anime like artists maybe a few sprinkle of a marvel character here and there and yeah. we would see some 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 marvel stuff or star wars stuff but it was it was almost rare and it's just weird um so that's why i was just like when we started doing it i was like I think there's just been like a crazy like popularity around anime out of nowhere. And I don't know. I'm, I'm like, to me, I'm like, this is catching me by surprise. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's never, just cool. Would have never picked up on that. I'm not, I'm honestly, I'm not much of an anime guy. A lot of my friends uh, hate me for not watching it. Um, but yeah. uh, I just, I've never been an anime guy. I like the art, but that's because I, I like art. Um, but I, I don't know how big that culture is. And if I, anything, I was like, well, it can't be more than Disney. Um, that blows my mind that it's, it's, a, it's literally taking over everything else. Um, still really cool to hear that there is even something for that. And like up here, uh, a lot of the art, if I do like an art festival, they have a few festivals or like street festivals where artists come and put their stuff up similar to what, you know, brick would do. Um, and they do them once a year and I would put out my comic book stuff i was the only one uh all the other no one touches it there's i don't know any other anybody else who does it up here i mean i don't live in a giant i live in the capital of new york but it's not giant um but it was weird to me because it's mostly just fine art like people and i don't know if it's just the culture of you know uh, college and they go to you know work in the there's a lot of museums around here and a lot of schools that teach fine art I was like, you guys don't draw Spider-Man? Like, in your off (laughs) time? You don't do that? Yeah. So, um, I might actually, this year, and I would mix it in. I would have, like, my comic book stuff and stuff. And then I would have my fine art, like, stuff behind and anything like that. My stencil watercolor stuff, too. I think, because this stuff is normally a totally different price range than my comic book stuff. Because normally I make prints of that. This I can't really make a print. I mean, I could, but it's not the same. And I realized every time I did those festivals, my prints and stuff like that would sell a lot more. And now that I'm thinking about, because I'm kind of the only person doing it. And so this year, I think I'm going to do those festivals, but I'm just going to lean in heavy into the nerd culture stuff and then leave my fine art stuff at home or put it up in, you know, you know a few places I can hang them, um, gallery style stuff and just do that. I might lean heavily into it. Um, I would love to see that more up here. I'd love to do what you're doing down there up here. Um, maybe not the anime thing. That's a culture I have no idea. Yeah. Um, they they'd catch me as a fraud real quick. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I would love to. I would love to see that. I, I I miss San Antonio specifically because of the the art community and the culture um, that everybody was was. Uh, I I think for you there is one anime I would recommend because it kind of reminds me. Um, 
I know that you were into like the steampunk or gears and mechanics yeah. and stuff like that. I did that. Yeah. Uh, there, there's one anime, and and it's not really like flashy like other animes, but it's called Attack on Titan. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, so, it's really good. Yeah, it's really dark. It's not for children. Um, it's really mature, but the stories, the story's amazing. But I also love when they throw in an idea and be like, "Hey, like." that's really different. Like, where did you pop out that? Because these, uh, the people that fight these giants, um, they use these gears that are attached to them. And it basically shoots out spears that latch and they kind of fly, like not, not fly like Spider-Man, but they kind of like rope into Spider-Man kind of thing, but they have like the mechanical gears and they all look like steampunk because it takes the way it takes place is like they, they don't have mechanical cars. They have horses, but oh, they have right. these okay. steam-powered spears that shoots, and they have rope, and they can kind of grapple. Okay, that would be um, and then right they also have swords that, if the swords get dull, they just kind of load them back into their their thing, and they call it a, a um, an ODM gear. Um, but there's all their twists and stuff into the story, and those twists really like messed with my mind. Where, really, <laughs> where I'm like, what happened? And like, because the story the story changes and then folds in on itself and then it folds in on that self. And then you're like, Holy crap. Like <laughs> what happened? Even my fiance was like, Oh, I watched these because before the, the seat between the season gaps, they were really long. I think between season one and season two, there was like at least a two or three year gap. Yeah, yeah. So when she watched season one, she was like, Oh, season one was good. And then season two came out. I was like, ah, I didn't really finish it. Cause it kind of seemed kind of dull. But I was like, go back and watch it, because back back then it was like we were on season three. I was like, go back and watch it, and when we get to season three, you're gonna see like the huge craziness, and because it makes you think like you already know the story, and then once you get to a point where there's subtle changes, and you're like, wait, is that what I think it is? And then you see the change, and you're like, they've been showing us this since the, the first episode. Why did I miss this? You know. That's, um, that's the thing I heard about. Maybe you can tell me about the, the anime because that's the thing I hear about a lot is it's, um, it's, it's storytelling is very in depth more than you think. Cause yeah. when I first saw it, it was like, okay, just, I mean, excuse my French seemed like a cartoon. Um, I just like the yeah. art styles. Like it's this particular, I just thought that was a difference. I was like, so this is an animated movie. Just the art style is anime. But from what I keep hearing, like Attack on Titan, and um, I had a buddy of mine was like, dude, you got to watch Ghost in the Shell. And I, he was like, you're going to love yeah. it. You're going to love it. So apparently that was another one that it just really in depth. And and the thing I kept hearing was like, you know, they tackle like deep philosophical conundrums, like things that you would never normally yeah. think about. Exactly. And I never knew any of this. Um, and it's always cool to hear that it's not, it's it's different because they're, you can apparently you can do a lot more with anime than you can normally do with even live action. Um, and this is coming from God. Does this is these? I'm just repeating all the things that people told me. Do you agree with that? Does that make more sense? Uh, I would agree. There's there's some, especially with Attack on Titan. There's like this one scene where um, I think it's in season three where this guy's flying around in his gear, but the the shots that they have are so dynamic, and I'm like. Like, dang, how much how many frames did that take just to do that yeah. one scene? Because it's amazing. Um, but I mean, I was in the same boat. I didn't really I, I knew about anime. I watched some of it. Um, I really didn't get heavily involved until around the time this may have been like five, six years ago. 
um my son i because i watched dragon ball z and i just stopped because I, and i didn't watch the new version because i was like oh it's stupid like yeah. they're changing their hair color from blue red and 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 all these other colors i was just like doesn't make sense i was like i went through the whole gt area and i was like okay well whatever you know yeah yeah. and so he's like oh come on let's watch it let's watch it let's watch one and i watch one okay okay this is entertaining and so we just watched it it was just like a weekend thing and then uh when we stopped he was just like i want to watch something else what else can we watch and then by around that time um i had met my fiance and i asked her and she was into it she's like oh yeah you should watch uh the other one's called my hero academia and I've she's heard like, of that kind of too. like it's kind of like almost like it did a superhero based and and so we watched that and we're like oh man this is i was like wow this is really good i was just like the story is way different from dragon ball z because dragon ball z has a silliness and kind of yeah. like you know the, the the story is like you know you can throw do well, anything with it and it'll be fine you know? it's built for a certain age group i mean yeah i mean i don't yeah it's it's dude it's so hard for me to talk anime without um, I have no idea if I'm stepping on people or not. I have no clue. Like, well, it's it's for kids. And people are like, oh, this guy's an idiot. Um, you're going to have to correct me in case I'm insulting your entire, all all your convention people. Because <laughs> um, I feel bad because I don't know much about it. But but yeah, I always saw Dragon Ball Z as that, like, I'm, friends were into it. I was like, this is pretty, it was even for, even for that age group. I think we were like 14. Um, yeah. Pretty in-depth storytelling, even in Dragon Ball Z from what I remember. Um, yeah yeah and so it only it only makes sense now that that it's uh and it's improved like when i compare the other animes to it i was like man the the stories the other ones can pull off or is like makes it seem very little um although that that would always be one of my love animes because i grew up with it yeah yeah uh franchise um so i think like okay that one's like at a pinnacle but as far as other stuff that's coming out now um I think I enjoy watching that more than something live action, and why? And, and I, I still love Marvel and stuff. Can and I, I know Marvel is like yeah. Can, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Can I ask? No, no. I'm curious about. Can I ask you why? Why do you think you're more pref- preferable towards anime than live action? Just because I'm curious. Because I, I think I'm. Um, I, I don't. There is there is shots. There's shots. I mean, there's animation studios. The way they do it, it it almost looks like you're watching a live action, but it's animated, but very fast paced, octane kind of. There's there's some that go that way, um, but mainly the story that goes along with it. Um, and I don't know if it's just more of our Western or American that we just have copy and paste kind of thing, like there's not really like a big meaning to it because some of these animes i think after a while watching them there is a kind of like a wireframe for the stories and sometimes they tweak in and change it but their main message is across from it is like more of like having that friendship Hmm. um inspiring one another and i think that's where i clicked was like that's kind of like what i do i want to inspire others pull them up you know help them out and I was, and that's that's the theme. If you watch okay. more than one, yeah. you you start seeing that, and you're like, hey, that's cool. And then when you look at, like, let's say Spider Man, I mean, he doesn't really have friends yeah. because he's kind of like, hey, I'm I'm my, my own thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then like, if you if you start like going like Batman, I was about to say solo, Batman, same like, thing. Yeah. Mostly, mostly all of them are solo, and it's just like Teen Titans. But even in Teen Titans, you don't get that like, hey, you know what? Like, there's not that like you're my friend and we should 
build on that yeah. to like improve each other or maybe just have a challenge because there's some that challenge each other and they kind of like he's like a rival within a group and then they end up being really close friends but he still kind of acts like a jerk so it's kind of like a kind of like dragon ball z in a way where it's vegeta and he's like okay this guy's on their team but he's like yeah at, like going off to the side of it i was just but thinking kind of start learning that that it's just it's just that that growth um and then seeing a character grow and then of course you have your twists and turns in their yeah. story that's different i was just thinking like what you're talking about that weird like spider-man batman i was like but what about the avengers i mean it's the avenger and i was like no like half the avenger movies is them fighting each other and then they're like we team up where the avenger and then it's like three movies later it's a civil war they're constantly <laughs> yeah. fighting each other and yeah, then they yeah. get to the end and they're like all right we beat it thanos and then like half of your good guys are bad guys now scarlet witch is evil and you're like what what's going on yeah. no one's for anybody um yeah. it's a free-for-all and so that's the i mean i love the marvel movies specifically because um i guess it's relatable it says a lot about me and my personal life it's like i don't have any friends this, i like this better um yeah but that's cool man i didn't i didn't think about it uh, because i don't know much about the story but i i did notice that uh a, a lot of my friends have tried to convince me um to watch to watch some anime there was one i watched recently um, that came out. I think it came out on Netflix, and I'm trying to remember what it was. It was a cyberpunk. No, no, it was uh <laughs> it was a superhero one, and it was like um, it was a take on the event, like Marvel, and they had um, oh, I'm gonna I'm I'm hating myself for not remembering what this is, but it it was a recent release, and it was the same guy who wrote. Uh, what else did he write? Oh man, I'm totally blanking. Anyway, so it's this kid. He's a superhero. His dad's a superhero. His mom's a superhero. But his dad is like the Superman of them. And uh, he ends up being not a good guy. He slaughters the entire... Not Invincible? Invincible. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. And I was blown away on how good that was. Um, I was blown away just because it's American writers. And I was like, wow, that's yeah, yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> they did a great job. And see, that was the first taste of like sitting down and finishing. I mean, would you would you consider that anime? I mean, the style to me um, felt like anime, but it's probably not the same theme. It's it's not as the same, but I mean, damn, I mean that 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 makes it a good. I mean, that show was. Inc I mean, to me, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, I don't know, it's gonna be. It, I don't know how they're gonna pull it off, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just because anime has some of it has more depth, like in their shading, so they kind of look that three D shit, yeah, like yeah. shell shading. Um, and then you get all these crazy backgrounds that look like they were painted and you're like, <laughs> yeah, this doesn't. <laughs> and so when you see, when you see this one, it's more like, it's more like just flat mm -hmm. colored, like what we're used to as kids, just like straight up, just cartoon. Yep. That's what I was um, thinking. But then there's blood and you're like, oh shoot, you know? <laughs> and then the story was great. I mean, I, I knew of Invincible. I just never read it. Okay, um, yeah. I always saw the covers and comic book covers and all that. And I just didn't bother to read it. And I'm like, oh, man, I missed out on something good to read. Um, but I love it. Um, yeah. Same thing with The Boys. The Boys oh, was a great I didn't see. I didn't adaptation. watch that one. I didn't watch. I watched the live action. I didn't watch the. Um, the well, uh, no, I mean, like The Boys, a uh, live action from it being a. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's like another comic book I didn't read. And that was cool, too. That was phenomenal. I loved The Boys. Um, but they did yeah. do they did do an anime. Uh, not an anime. Uh, a cartoon animated, yeah. Yeah, animated. Yeah. i want to say i was trying to figure out what word they did one of those and again i think and i've had this conversation with friends i uh anything animated that's serious i've never been and this is one of the reasons why i've kind of veered away from anime is it, 
for me, the only time I watch anything that's animated, if it's funny, like I watch Rick and Morty um, or Bob's Burgers, like that makes sense yeah. to me. Um, when yeah. it gets serious, it throws me, it almost is off-putting. So I'm like, I don't know how to take take this because it feels different. But yeah. um, I watched the Sandman series and they did an animation one, but it was very oh, artistic. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is up my alley. And I, since I've never took the time to watch anime, I, I, the, the stuff you're describing, like the backgrounds look painted and the shading's different. I thought they all kind of look like Invincible. And so I didn't realize, because uh, I never spent the time to do that, um, if if there is a, you're saying that there's like a totally different art style to it. It's a lot more in depth. Yeah. It looks a little bit more um, intricate when it comes to it. And that reminded me, the first time I saw an animated thing that, that really blew my mind was um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And yeah. the way they changed styles throughout the movie. Yeah. Where it almost yeah, felt cool. video game-ish, then like it was just the way it switched. I don't even know how they did, but that was that movie blew my mind as far as artistically done. I, I was I was I was lost. It was so good. It was the it was yeah. one of the best pieces I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I mean, did you what did you think about that? Would that be considered um, similar to the anime? The way they did into the Spider Verse, the way that the I, I would say, style? like the story wise, because you, you did get that, you know, like the teacher, the teacher and student, because that's also an an anime, like teacher and student kind of okay. thing, and then student kind of overcoming those obstacles and actually impressing the teacher and, and getting to that goal. Uh, that is a huge theme in in most of these animes too uh, that you'll see sometimes. Um, and, and so in those aspects, yeah, you, you also got the emotion to it, his drive. I mean, his uncle dying and all that. So mm -hmm. a, a lot of that groundwork for sure. Um, I mean, they had a lot of style. It's just that one's kind of hard to compare it to anything just because it was literally a lot of comic book styles like yeah. mixed into a blender and came out perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was a it was a it was wild. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Hey, man, I want to change gears a little bit. I want to ask you a question because. <clears throat> I think about this and I've had a few conversations with artists about this. And so I always kind of want to know, uh, in, I mean, you could lie to me for sure, but um, was there ever a point in time, because you've been doing art for a while, that you sat back and you're like, do I really want to keep doing this? Did you ever hit a moment where you're like, do I want to keep going? Or were you just full steam from the get-go? Uh, no, there was one time, um, and I always bring it up here and there. Um, it was in middle school. And back then in middle school, what I was drawing then was these alien, the, the 90s alien with just the, oh, yeah, just yeah. like those pill eyes, green head. And I was kind of um, drawing them in different styles. Like I had a Chucky alien that looked like that uh, South cool. Park alien. And so I was doing that, but it was just very flat, simple. And a lot of my friends liked it and they would always hover around and just like, oh, that's cool what you're doing. And then, um, I was doing other little small stuff, and then this new kid shows up, and um, he had stuff in the McNay, and he busts out his portfolio, and mm. it's legit just straight-up comic book. Like, if McFarlane just walked in the room yeah, and have, like, kids sketch of an alien, <laughs> and literally, he did draw McFarlane stuff, but oh, wow. it looked like his style, but me as a beginning artist and so like when i saw it i was like wow what have i been doing the last few yeah, years no i was like i don't know if i want to do this i was like maybe i was just having fun with it and being a comedian with my style so 
I, I literally stopped. Like after that day, I went home wow. and I was just like, you know what? Maybe this is not for me. Maybe I thought I was because now every, everyone was focused on him and stuff. And I think I even had one friend. He's like, oh, man, I get, think you have a challenger here. I was like, you won't. It was like, so I had those kind of comments. Yeah. Uh, but what I ended up doing, the way I got back into it, I think I stopped drawing for a month. And then I was kind of bored in a classroom. And usually when I get bored, I was like, I want to draw. And so uh, we were, I forgot, we were watching a film or something. And I kind of talked to them and I was like, hey, um, what tips do you have to improve? Like, I want to draw s- stuff. And he's like, well, just draw what you like. Um, he's just like, it's not a bad thing, but you can get a reference of what you like and try to see if you can mimic it. Yeah, and then it. once you're able to mimic it, try to do something else that you wanted to do but in that style yeah, yeah. and i was like okay so i was like so my at that time i had an alien comic book or predator comic book and i was like okay so i should just draw what's on the cover and so then i started just like okay using a reference drawing using a reference drawing and i did i literally did it through that film and it looked awesome so i showed him he was like hey look check this out and he was like hey that's pretty good um so then that was just pencil and then mm-hmm. From there, I was literally drawing Aliens and Predator after that. And then I yeah, went yeah. into Spawn. And then so I was trying to fo- – and I think that's why, I like, after Spawn, um, I ended up doing ink. So I went from, like, pencil line work to just ink because I loved how McFarlane did his, like, jagged edges yeah. and his shading, his, like, just his cross-hatching, too. And I was like, okay, well, then I'll do that. And I think eventually from there I kind of pulled away, and I was like, okay, like, I want to draw this and I would just add the, whatever I practice and learn. It was kind of more simplified. I was like, okay, I know how to draw a head now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have to look that way. I can make sure where the line goes and where the shading is going to go in ink. Um, and that's kind of how it took off. Um, mm-hmm. But ever since then, I, I haven't felt about giving up. It was more like, I think from that lesson, I wanted to learn more. I was like, what, what is, what is out there? Yeah. What's my next goal? And it was comics. So then, I wanted to learn digital and that was another goal of mine during that time. And then trying to find that happy medium after high school was that trying to see like, okay, I like ink. Uh, maybe I'll try acrylic. I even tried spray paint. I think I tried almost Dude, I did too. I did medium. too. Yeah. I actually didn't try. I tried spray paint um, for the first time because we would do those live shows and I was, yeah. I was next to soup laws. And I was like, yeah. that's amazing. He's like, you should try it, man. Too. You should you got do you have a soup law story where you're like, yeah, he, yeah. how in the hell is he doing this? Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he's like, you try it. And so they told me about TPY and going down. So I went down and I spent a hefty amount on spray paint and nozzles. And uh I get a shot and I was like, Oh, I'm awful. I'm just gonna stick with what I'm good at. I was like, this is not yeah. it takes a lot. I was like, if I start a whole new medium now, I'm gonna have to buckle down and just ruin canvas after canvas for like a year now because it was it's so it's not like painting i don't know what's your what's your soup law story we were all of a sudden uh i gotta get him on the podcast i want to talk to him because i don't know yeah that was one of the times where i was like maybe i should maybe i should quit painting after i saw him paint and i was like i I should probably pack it up he probably he probably has more he probably has other tips and tricks just art wise or or any technique wise because um i after, I met him after high school at uh, an art show, Art Slam, that we had, um, and this was at the White Rabbit. And I was I was recommended to go there because they said like, oh, they have theme shows. Because I was doing a gallery, 
blue i mean brick didn't exist but blue star did and there was a few other random galleries and there was um uh craig patterson um who's a local artist here he had a i don't remember the gallery name he his he turned his house his to a gallery oh cool but when every time i think about it i was like how would you turn your house to a gallery because he would his furniture would all be gone yeah yeah and then i started realizing when i started looking around i was like oh okay so he made a walk here to hide that oh his couch okay. is on wheels and he would i guess run it downstairs i don't know that's how he did it downstairs yeah, that's cool and so i was just like oh okay that's cool and then he's the one who told me he's like hey uh there's a show you can go to uh because everyone in and there had like you know abstract and other other stuff and i was doing like random just what i've been doing yeah, yeah. and um so i go to art slam it was the first show and i see sue painting on the white rabbit wall and i was like what the heck is this yeah. so i was like yeah. so there was kind of like that moment again with the whole student yep that was <laughs> back that in was middle school moment but thing. i was just like whoa i was just like this is different so then but i had learned i was like i'm gonna talk to him yeah. and ask him any tips so uh, I ended up talking to him and as these shows went on, I ended up talking to more and then like we kept feeding off each other. Uh, but I remember one tip he always gave me because I always told him like, man, how do you make it look like good from that distance? He's like, here, I'll, I'll tell you a trick. Like, look at look at it up, up close. What does it look like? I was like, just blobs. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, so when you stand back, and I was like, well, the full picture. He's just like, but can you see there's like little techniques or mistakes it's not really detailed it's just fuzzy from yeah. the from the nozzle and he's just like you he's like i'm actually he's like i'm actually creating an optical illusion is what it is oh, that's and he's just like he's like i'm thinking of how it's gonna look from afar but not from a close he's like so it's different from drawing because drawing you're like literally trying yeah. to look at the every little line detail or mm -hmm. anything this in his way is like i have to kind of see it from a far perspective and I was like, oh, okay. So I was just like, yeah. He's just like, so you just have to trick them to make it seem the full picture because when you see it from afar, everything yeah. blends in. Because he's not in there doing little lines or, or spraying there. He's actually just doing a big wave and going. If you've seen him paint, yeah. you can kind of see what I mean. So I was like, oh man, that's a really cool like, idea. I didn't think about that. So I started applying an artwork where if I messed up on a line, I would hide it, but kind of make it look like it was supposed to be there yeah, in a way. And then I started because through him, I was like, you know, I'm going to do spray painting. So I told him like, Hey, when he was doing that Crova shows, can I spray paint with you every night? I just want to get into this. Um, I realized it was super expensive after a while. Yeah, that's that's where it got me. Can, $18 a can. Yeah. I was like, uh, but I need like 20 colors because <laughs> you can't change a dark red <laughs> with another red. I was like, you have to buy the shade that is the dark yeah. red to make it darker. It's a, uh, it, but it it's worked ex, out. It's expensive to mess up. Um, that's where yeah. I and I, I like I said, I tried it out for a little bit. I actually just finished a piece where I use. So I, I learned a few things from it, but I'm very particular on when I use spray paint when I don't. Um, and it's normally to just add a different kind of texture um, or a different style of sheen, or if I want something. To, I did a piece recently where I wanted. It's like a an acrylic piece that's. Um, like a fine art, but I wanted like graffiti style over the face of it. Like someone's vandalized yeah. it. And so I'll use it for stuff like that. But other than that, I'm never touching. Uh, I'll leave that up to the professionals. I'm never touching spray paint. It was so expensive. I'll see if I can find it because um, I have one, one painting that I, I loved it. I just didn't like the expense attached to it. And um, <laughs> Me too. and I'm like, um, I don't want to do this. But when I did was doing it i just 
I really liked it. Um, it's just I couldn't pursue it. But I had one. There's this is one of them, but I kind of like how it came out. I'm, I'm gonna see. Hopefully, the camera catches it too. Okay. Um, but this is a, a oh yeah piece. right okay uh, but it, but it's it's spray paint and you can't probably not see it because it's not focusing on it unless I mean I, just it, it was at first and then it kind of went blurred yeah, yeah that's uh, it's still it's still way better than anything. yeah no, it was it was great I, I I that's legit I enjoyed it um I think the only time I use spray paint now is just to paint sculptures yeah um, that's about it <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm like I said I'll use it for specifically for it to look like uh, vandalism yeah. or something like that but yeah hey man i got one more question for you because i'm curious about i've been thinking about this topic because it's been hot in the news for a while and i've been wanting to ask all my artist friends yeah. with the new um ai stuff coming out not with just like the chat gbt where you can just talk to it and it you know people are using it to like well write me an essay about george washington and the state and it gives like a thorough like legit essay and people are like, oh, my God, this is going to change industries all over the place. But then when the art one came out, um, obviously it wasn't perfect. But it definitely, on the line world, people started to take a step back and go, hold on. what What is this? Um, and again, it wasn't like there's this, there's this picture that a bunch of artists that I follow started posting. And it was um, like... F-U-A-I, but the, it was a middle finger, but the middle finger, like the hand with the middle finger had like seven fingers instead of five because it's AI. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it was kind of a play and joke on it. But but it seems that people are legit nervous. Have you, what, what, what what's going through your head? Like what happened like when you first heard about AI imagery art and people can just type in, you know, make me um, a Picasso themed or Rick and Morty themed this. And then the thing pops out a very decent version. Have you, has that set you back on your heels at all? um not particularly i actually when i heard it i was like i want to see this in action to see if i can ask it to do something that maybe if i'm envisioning it or yeah. putting it out there let's see what it comes out with um i don't think i had success i did have like some cool reference photos of random stuff okay um which i think one of them i ended up using to draw a reference point for and it was just like some rabbit girl it wasn't really like anything comic book related so it's like okay but it was just like all these things so i was like hey i can change this around because i kind of saw what i was trying to look for but i was like you know what i'm just gonna grab this headpiece of it because that's all i want yeah. i was like that's kind of cool but um maybe to gather ideas i would say that's hmm. cool but i just don't fully understand the mechanics because i know there's people saying it, it's stealing 10 20 30 reference photos from other artists and smashing it into each other to make it work yeah um i didn't have any success making a core artwork where i'm like man this thing's way better than what i can do but i have seen artists an actual artist who's legit in the industry especially in the film industry actually request something from it and create beautiful shots and he kind of had a conversation about it and i don't even know how he was able to do that through ai because they came out insane he had some like arm medieval armored uh marvel characters and i think he did medieval armored baby characters and they looked great it looked like it was almost his style because yeah. uh, he does it kind of like that fantasy computer art um and it almost looked like it and i was like wow i thought it was his artwork when i saw it and i was like oh but then he started talking about ai i was like oh okay so it's not but you can kind of tell some of the differences yeah. And I know it can be fine-tuned, and it it could be a problem, but I feel like having those conversation of 
how it's being utilized. If it's being utilized, hey, we need like a reference of something. I didn't um, even think about that. That's a. It's I know a, a lot of people do it. I mean, even myself, I would either look like, hey, I, I need a reference of either spider-man or something you know like yeah. i just need to see what he looks like or how his arm looks when he's doing a certain pose um or anything and i know people people do that um it's just making it your own is it, that's where it comes into play um because we all i use reference except for one friend i i met one guy uh not the one from from middle school but i, I met a friend in high school that was a whole weird thing but uh, just to give you a quick snippet he was really i don't know what mind he had but we were watching x-men it was back when x-men was around as x-men apocalypse okay and i think there was an episode where apocalypse came out and the following day we were in a class and he started drawing something i was watching it because we didn't have cell phones back then so you couldn't look at a reference and he was drawing it and he drew apocalypse as if the as if he was got the reference photo from the cartoon show and added it there. And I told him, I was like, wow, where'd you get this image from? Or where'd you get the reference point for this? He's like, Oh, it's like, uh, it was from last Saturday. And I was like, Oh my. So he's got a but, photogenic memory. Yeah. He had yeah, a photogenic yeah. memory. And I was like, That's Oh, awesome. cool. It was cool. But I, I, and I feel bad cause he's really good up to this day. He still is good. And I'm still trying to push him to go out there to be yeah. out there. Yeah. No, um, but he he was really good at doing that. But then he also had the techniques down, the shading done, and he, any medium he touched, he pretty much did it. He was doing MS Paint, Photoshop. But I asked him like, "Hey, why don't you pursue this as a career or, or at least something on the side?" Yeah. And he's like, "I'm just doing it for fun. Like yeah. I don't I don't really care about it." And so that was that was his attitude. I was like, "What?" And so it left yeah. me puzzled. I'm like, "But you're." <laughs> you're really good i was like especially with that photogenic brain i was like you, that thing's so gonna come in handy it's gonna it come in handy so much handy and uh and recently now he has reached out like hey i want to get into it and so i think slowly he's he's trying to but i'm like man i was like you would you probably would be further in this past the san antonio scene but i don't think yeah. he realizes it I um, hope one day he does. Oh, I hope so. I've I've met a few artists like that. Uh, I know I know some I know some of them like that that are like no 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 this is I'm just doing this for fun and I think I've had conversations with them and I think they get to the point where they're um maybe a little bit more worried that it it'll lose its lackluster if they start making money off of it. I've had friends who've painted paintings, put them up yeah. in shows before, and people been like, hey, I'd like to purchase this. How much? And he's like, no no no, it's not for sale. I'm like, dude. You should at least what are you going to do with all these you know and so yeah. <laughs> um i think people feel like it loses something in their art if they're you know starting to do commissions or starting to do shows where they're selling it and i think i think people get a little bit weirded out which in five if this is for you for fun or you want to give them away or however you want to do it that's cool but if if you're that talented i mean some yeah. of us out here have to use references <laughs> you know like yeah. we're not as near as lucky to have a photogenic uh memory but that yeah. was the thing, and that's what I kept hearing from artists. Is, is They were like, well, look, if this thing's going on the internet, scouring people for their style artwork and then using it to create other art, I think the overall, I think the, the background people were going like, especially if it's digital, um, since digital's blown up, been like, hey, uh, I, I, I have the, there's this guy I follow, I forgot, it's like 
S K A D art or something like that. And he takes mm-hmm. he he takes um like Star Wars imagery or Marvel imagery and puts them over and and does its own paintings that look like medieval Renaissance paintings, but it's like mm-hmm. Star Wars characters mixed in. So it looks the same style as a Renaissance, um, but it's you know it's it's Anakin, you know stuff like that. Yeah. And I think people are starting to go like, well, what if I spend you know three hours making that piece of art and then some kid in school gets bored and goes Anakin as you know da vinci's david and boom it's right yeah. there and then like well all my work is so it's it's almost the same thing as like when people are like well when cars and trucks are automated all these truck drivers are going to lose their job i think a lot of artists are going i actually might end up losing my job too um now that this thing can literally create anything you want and the better it gets so quickly um maybe it actually does it better than than we can do it and that's why i wanted to ask about the ai thing have you thought about that? I've been like, well, someone's going to be like, make, uh, paint me instead of a Whataburger cup, uh, paint me a Sonic cup and Taco Boy style, and then boom, right? And then and then then they have it and with with nothing other than just typing right. into computer. Do you, I mean, does that make you nervous at all? I'm not trying to scare I, you. I think I think, just, I think it, it, I think it could go both ways. So I know the technology. I mean, time, of course, is money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel that even without AI, that still kind of happens where, and especially there's been a few artists where they point out other artists, oh, this guy copied my style or the same painting or change it around and be like, hey, I was doing this theme. I have this theme going and they kind of copied what I'm doing. And I have artists. seen that before where I'm looking at the art. I was like, man, it looks oddly similar. just different kind of yeah, <laughs> hats yeah. and, and outfits, you know? um exactly. so i mean I it, it can't happen that. traditional it. Yeah. um it can happen traditional except the only thing with ai is that they can push it in literally at five three minutes and maybe yeah. create like 100 art pieces in I know. <laughs> in one day or one hour um and i think that's where it kind of gets kind of funky because they can do that especially with people spending their time doing hours into it or yeah. and someone just writing a few words and done done deal um i I think that's where i find it's it's kind of cutting that time and i know technology is just growing and i don't think there's even a way i know that there's maybe rules for ai but i feel at some point that is the future for some industries um just like other industries we have self-checkouts now now there's not a person there um, I think those would be cut out. Um, I don't until the point where that chat bot can write a perfect comic book yeah. and that AI can draw it out full page front and back. Then, yeah, I would say that whole industry is gone uh, yeah. or even just do a film, an animated <laughs> film. AI can do an animated doing film that now, too, man. Video. I just I, so I heard about that too. A whole podcast about it where they're like, you can literally type in, hey, I want a, a movie about and they'll, it'll create a movie. And it's, yeah. it freaks me. So here's here's my white pill for the whole thing. This is where I'm a little bit more optimistic because we've seen this happen where like things become mass produced and you know and you can buy it cheap from IKEA and so if furniture makers aren't making their their money anymore because you know people can get it easy over here. I think even if the AI thing took over and anybody can just go on the computer and go, I want um, a pastel oil painting of a kitten in a bowl, boom, and a print and then hanging on my wall. I think there will always be a market for hand-done pieces, um, at least for like what you mean, like watercolor paper. There'll be something different than going, "Oh, it's a print," versus 
you can always buy a hand done piece because hand handcrafted is still a thing today. People will spend the money for handcrafted because they know right. the quality better. At least there's something and maybe it's a little bougie. Um, but people like, there's something about being, having handcrafted stuff. So I think, I think art, that might be, that might be it because I guarantee, um, if I took one of, say this painting behind me, um, that would be, I don't know how to describe that. Say it, one of my other paintings that I did, you know, like a Spider-Man whipping through the city. And I just typed in, this is a watercolor, these particular colors, Spider-Man from this angle, you know, print. It's probably going to come out better than mine. It won't look exactly the same, but it might be better in, in some, but the only cool thing is that mine's better is because it's handmade. It's literally done right. by somebody. Maybe that right. intentionality, I can sign my name to the bottom of it. That might be, not that yeah. that makes it any more valuable than what it is already, but but you get what I'm saying. So maybe that's maybe yeah. that's the optimistic part. If you got the talent, people will pay money. Uh, for yeah, the I would pay the talent too. Um, I also feel like because there's there's certain models that follow that maybe share similar traits, and I think what makes it different is sometimes it could be their personality, and yeah. maybe that person to person, like hey, he's he relates to me. And I also love his artwork, so it kind of becomes more of that personal feel. Yep. Because uh, I watch streamers too, and I'm like, oh man, that guy's like really cool, funny. Like I like his stuff. So when I think about his painting stuff, I'm like, oh, think about his jokes. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> and like how cool he is, and it was like, okay. But um, I also think that that it may just. I know it will change the industry, um, but it's just I think artists will always find a way to f find the avenue to be like, hey you're buying it because it's through me because yeah. either personality or style, whatever, whatever it could be. Cause sometimes I know it can be replicated, but that other artist probably could replicate it differently where the AI probably didn't see it. Cause it's trying to replicate something that's already been done. Yeah. Not a future done, you know? That's a good point. So I, think, I can't, I think you're right, man. I think artists are naturally creative and ingenuitive. They'll figure out a way to do, to keep doing what they're doing and make it work. Uh, it, it makes it makes me nervous a little bit, but you know, if at the end of the day, I don't think artists are going anywhere. I don't think it'll. It might might slow the industry down. There might not be as many people when they go. Well, what's the point of even trying? Like that's that's the thing that freaks me out. Is had this AI stuff been around when I was eight years old, I may have never picked up a pen. You know, it's it goes back to your story about the guy in the classroom when you were like, right. oh, maybe I should quit. I mean, if a computer can do something better than me right off the bat, what's the point of pursuing this, even if it's fun? Like you're like, it's right. and that that part makes me nervous. It's for the the next generation coming up. Um, I, I I hate to think that you know they look and go, well, there's no point in attempting to get into this industry if it's going to die off. And then you you know in 20 years we have no art shows anymore. You know, that, right. that would suck. But anyway, let's leave it on that dismal note. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's my thoughts, man. Um, you got any you got any optimism in that other than? Yeah, I think? feel artists will always find a way. Okay. Um, just like Jurassic Park. They always find a way, that's you know, um, they have so many sequels. <laughs> they can do it. That's true. Can, but, uh, that's totally yeah. true. They can keep remaking um, it. People still pay. I 
I went and saw the last. Yeah, one. I mean, so I, I was like, I'll see it, but that's what I was saying. Like, if you have the like that personality or that need, they'll still keep coming back. Yeah. I mean, we, we still watch it. I would still watch it if they yeah. come back with another one. I Same actually one I would of the watch it no matter what. One of the reasons why I watched the Jurassic Park because I was like, oh, they're bringing all the people back, and I was like, I'll watch it just yeah. for that because I, I like. It goes back to what you're saying. Like, I like the I like the people involved. I, yeah, dinosaurs fighting, cool. I'm all for it, but I'm like, it's nostalgic because these are, yeah, you know, Dr. Graham and all these, you know, like this is cool. I'm I'm into this, you know. It's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. He said the thing again, you know, like that's, yeah, <laughs> it makes my heart warm. And so maybe yeah. you'd be right, and that's also another reason why we're uh, got a podcast. Maybe people I might actually be doing the opposite. People are like, I really like this uh, David guy's art, but then I watched his YouTube channel and I was like, I'm not buying <laughs> nothing. This guy's an idiot. Oh, um, I mean that that does happen. I've seen that happen in reverse. I'm actually tanking yeah. my sales right now, um, yeah. instead of growing them. But no, it's it's me. So at least people are, I'm honest about my stuff now, so people get to know yeah. me. But yeah, man, I think I think they'll find a way. Do you have anything major coming up that you want to tell people about? Any events? Um, you got the besides my event. Up? I have my event next Saturday at Brick. What is next Saturday? March 11. Oh, yeah, March 11. Okay. Pull up calendar um so yeah that's the disney theme show so anything disney star wars uh, marvel man i wish i was there for that. that i would easily be in that show yeah oh, for sure because it was hard to find people <laughs> um i would love that but the people pulling up stuff we were thinking like oh people are just gonna do the simple stuff but now there's people pulling up like old school like cartoons the classics and i was like okay good they're not cool, just cool. going with just the easy easy stuff um so that's always great um then i have a bunch of stuff coming up but i do have okay. a few other conventions lined up uh, i did do the art for the badge for riverwalk anime which is a new a new anime convention in san antonio oh wow okay uh, and it's probably one of the uh I, I would say the lineup is probably one of the best i've seen um they have like i don't even know how many but i think they have 12 or 14 voice actors um, ranging from classics from they have the original not the original but one of the original goku and vegeta which is wow. the still current ones um and then besides the other ones there too so i'm doing that uh, that was a fun project and then july is probably the most biggest thing because i have uh, san diego comic-con yeah, that's the cool I, we never even got to talk about that but that's i do that that has tell me that's not one of your biggest dreams ever san diego it is i have the letter just hanging right over there oh, like because yeah. they actually send you a letter when you get approved and i was like whoa this is cool so i'm gonna frame, frame this up yeah. i was gonna say frame, frame it. it dude that's amazing that's yeah. gotta be such a cool feeling to go on i mean you've been doing this for a long time and so to get that letter it's like it's like getting it your was, I, letter. I, it's like the I owl really... dropped it <laughs> dropped yeah. it on your doorstep you're going to <laughs> right the harry potter yeah. of, the, of the art world yeah. uh the wizard world um yeah i mean it actually felt that way i when and it was I mean, the way it happened and the way it came was just so unique. Um, so, of course, COVID happened. I had applied before COVID and even before that. And I know one of stipulations, you have to be published. And I was like, well, I'm not published. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, maybe if I do other stuff, I can get published. And um, and I think they kind of tweaked it because when I tried applying again, they didn't really have rules about being published. It just said they just needed um, sort of references of when you've been like mentioned 
um, and articles, like any bit podcast to like links and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I have references now. I have uh, HP um, computers, and then I also have Waterburger. So yeah, I'll throw those in there. It's that Waterburger. Uh, That's the thing that slipped yeah. you in, dude. Waterburger. They <laughs> right. they got strings. They got great hamburgers yeah. and they got strings and, and ties. So that's that's exactly very cool. And then um, I applied and then when COVID happened, um, they were saying that it was just like rolling over like the people from the previous year to previous year. So I was all right. And then so this last year I'd reached out because I was like I was waiting for an email or something that say, hey, apply now. And there was nothing. So I sent an email and I was like, hey, I haven't seen the apply now. Like what's going on? Um, is there a way I can apply? They're like, oh, the application deadline ended two weeks ago. Oh. And I was like, oh, dang it. I was like, well, I can't apply now. Um, but he's like, but we haven't sent it to the board of reviews yet. Oh, wow. So you, I'll allow you to submit yours. That's legit. Dude. And I was like, okay. So then I submitted it. This was like, we're talking September around there of last year or the September or, or closer to October. And so I forgot about it. Like, I literally forgot about it until they sent me an email in December. Um, and it was just a random day. I got off work and my phone just beeped. And I looked at the email and I double take. I was like, wait, San Diego Comic-Con. And I was like, why are they sending me an email? And I was like, oh, shoot, I applied. And I was like, oh, that's probably the rejection email. Because yeah. <laughs> I was thinking because I seen it before. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I clicked on it. And I was reading it. And I was like, uh, I approved. And then I was like, set up. Wait, wait. And I was like, wait, what? And I even yelled. I, I called her fiance. Like, I was like, Sammy, come look at this. I was like, I got accepted. She's like, what? Yes. I was like, I, don't, I was like speechless. And I was, it was a super emotional because I've been trying. I got into it. No um, and it's, it's awesome. And I didn't expect the letter to come in the same way the email came in, too. Yeah. Uh, it made it even more official because I was like, oh, I got a. A letter now so dude that's, now that's you're a wizard harry that's awesome yeah. dude i love it that, i love hearing yeah. stories like that man that's that i know i i mean i don't know what that feeling's like but i i think i know what that when you when you work really hard and all of a something something pays off and you're like oh right. my god how cool is that but yeah right. um hey tell everybody where they can find your stuff if they don't know you already i'm assuming they already do but how do they find um you? they can go to my website which would be um talkaboydesigns.com Okay. Um, or Talkaboy Designs, Instagram. I'm not, I don't follow up with Twitter as much, but it's usually just Instagram and Facebook yeah. that I'm active on. Uh, sometimes TikTok, but not, not too much. Um, I just, I don't know. I just don't like using it as much. <laughs> we're old, dude. We're getting, we're getting up there. Yeah. My, it's too much time. It's like, okay, I have to do more content. I don't know. Yeah. Just, I have to think like a movie producer, like, okay, I, I want to do it this way. And then I do it. And then it's like two, views or two likes uh -huh. i'm like so an hour gone for <laughs> no, just... <laughs> i thought the same thing dude i have yeah. a tiktok and i was like i gotta record which I, I need to do more like record myself painting i'm not very good i have a new studio set up so i've got to actually set up like a stand where it makes it easy so i can just time lapse and do it but man putting the videos to, again it's like this podcast my wife my wife has been like you you need to put clips from the podcast on on tiktok and i'm like it's gonna take me like an hour for four likes um but right. but i'm gonna end up i just gotta get i gotta figure out how to do it faster and be better at it and it just takes practice it's like painting yeah i have to watch videos and be like oh okay that's yeah. what they're doing i understand it. more of the algorithm dude there's probably and, an and app I was a, too that does it it's yeah. probably a uh, ai app right just 
here's my clip. Make it look cool with stuff. They and have an AI app for that, that too. <laughs> so, because I, 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 I talked to a buddy of mine, and I was like, you know what I really need? I need like a 16 year old TikToker that I can pay per post. Just like, hey, here's the podcast. Here's my art. Just do my social media and make it make me look hip. You know, like whatever, yeah. whatever, <laughs> whatever Jonas Brothers song you got put in the background. Just do it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, and just pay him like five. Then I was like, I'll just pay him five bucks per post. And I was like. 16 will yeah. be like no i want 20 <laughs> i was like i can't yeah, afford i could, couldn't even afford that anymore and um, it was funny talking about uh tiktok um uh instagram reels i was using it um i was there was a time i was just using it just to use it because i was like oh, i'll just use it because i've been using instagram and uh out of nowhere because i have an, a, a bank account where I just kind of just send my funds for art there. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a savings account. So I don't really look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And so this time I was actually looking at it and I was like, Facebook. And I was like, wait, did they charge me? And I was like, wait, but it's green. And I was just like, what the heck? And I kept going. And I was like, it was going on for like about a year. It wasn't a lot of money. It was just like, yeah. yeah. Seven bucks, thirty dollars. At cool. one point, there was eighty dollars there, and I was like, "What?" So that's why I didn't notice it because it was just small increments. Yeah. And then I was just like, "Why are they sending me money?" And then I looked at their, I had I googled it, you know, like yeah, yeah. money. <laughs> and it's like, oh, check, like it, it might be coming from reels. And then I looked at my account settings. I was like, oh, it's coming from the reels. And then it said like, oh, you you qualify to get paid and, and to get bonuses if you post videos. Really? And I was like, whoa. So then I, I did, I tried posting as much for one month and it was a little bit, it was a little bit challenging because of work, but yeah. I think in one month I made like 130 um, posting for like almost, almost every day. I think it may be Monday to Friday. I had like five videos yeah. a day, but I was only doing that because procreate records you like drawing. So then I was like, Oh, this oh, is easy. I, I think can about that. that. It is easy. Yeah. And I would just, I'll just dump that in there. Maybe one of them will catch in there. And then here and there, I would post random stuff that just goes on, like animals. And, and See, I'll, I'll just throw in the mix. This is why I can't hire a 16-year-old TikToker to run my social media. Because Facebook's already paying them. I'll never be able to hire anybody yeah. if they're getting paid um, just to post uh, their Fortnite videos. Anyway. But yeah, that's another big. <laughs> one, one, day, one day I'll get there. Um, right. <laughs> maybe not. But we'll see. I might be a TikTok. I've just now did the YouTube thing. It's a little bit at a time. Move from audio right. podcast. Now I'm a video podcast. So I'm moving up in the world. Give me another year. I'll be all over TikTok doing a dance or something. Who knows? Right. <laughs> Dude, I love talking to you. Hope you enjoyed it. This was a fun time. Um, man, good luck with all the stuff. That event, that Disney ones. I'm really kicking myself that I don't live there anymore. Because uh, I really would like that. I might take um, what you're doing down there. And just try to work it up here a little bit, because um, I've been really thinking about yeah. the art festivals. But again, I was like, "Well, my fine art, it's it's no one goes to an art festival to drop like eight hundred bucks or you know even over a hundred, but they love prints." And so I think I think this coming up, I'm just gonna lean hard into my nerd culture stuff and prints and just and because not many people do it up here, so I might I might go really yeah, hard into prints, that. Prints are big. I mean, they are big here. Um, yeah. I think stickers too. I think prints and stickers are my is that your big main one? big ones, especially stickers. I mean, they're like low price, but um, people like prints. And I do try try doing specialty print prints, and I would educate them like, oh yeah, you know, this one's different from this one. You can tell the difference, like yeah, put yeah. them side by side. And people would be like, oh, okay, I see what you mean. I'll take this one. In. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I've been trying to do that to kind of like, hey, like, because it'd be like, well, why is that one 10 and that one's 
30 or 20 and i was like oh if you look at it i mean this costs more to make but yeah yeah the quality of it i was to say it almost looks like it's a digital piece but it almost looks like i actually drew it yeah yeah but not digital you know so with that type of uh, ink and and paper um so that's been working out when i usually try to educate them about that but um so i've been looking at different types of paper i can print on and make it look unique or different so that way it like separates gloss or matte photo paper to something that's like different yeah i might have to look into that all mine's about the same on the print the print uh i i have a, a buddy of mine actually lives in the same he does all my prints for me and so he runs that whole part of the business um and so i i'm every time i get one i don't even know how he does i don't know what he uses but it's really good quality um, and all my Etsy reviews are five stars, so I'm just gonna let him continue to what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. But this keep, year, keep doing but this year I'm gonna lean heavily, uh, a lot more heavier on uh, doing prints and stuff. But anyway, man, it was good chatting with you. I'm gonna toss you off the okay. side and sign off real quick. Um, just okay, hang tight real quick. All right, everybody, thanks for joining this episode of the podcast. Um, had a great time. Learned a ton about anime and uh, and got to talk to somebody about art and reminisce about San Antonio. Uh, which is really cool. But um, if you want to follow me uh, for the podcast, you can go on Instagram. It's the Pardon Will Pod. And on Twitter, um, I think I'm going to not use my Twitter, the part, the podcast anymore. It's pretty much just me. So you can follow me at Pardon Will Art on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and if you want to like and subscribe on the YouTube and run, Rumble and, and all that cool stuff that helps me out, um, makes my ego inflate a little bit, makes me want to keep doing this. So uh, give me a review, even if it's bad. Be like, this this podcast sucks i think that helps the algorithm so thumbs up do it all do all that good stuff um anyway i hope you enjoyed it and uh yeah i will catch you on the flip side bye